I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Hey there. I am so happy to be back with you doing this solo episode. It's been a while since I've done a new one of these. I've had some fabulous guests on recently, and it is time to come and say hi by myself. So here I am. I am talking today about a really cool concept that I have found super supportive, and I even found myself sharing it with a friend recently. Let's start first by talking about online algorithms. Online algorithms, those are things buried inside the technology of our online devices and platforms and inside the web and social media that influence how we behave on the web in general and inside the various social media platforms. These algorithms, basically they control what shows up in our searches, you know, the ads that show up on the sides and the tops of pages and and inside of our feeds on all of these platforms. And then that controlled content, technically the content is being controlled then by the algorithm, what it's choosing to feed us based on certain things we're telling us it, it that content that we see can influence what we respond or react to, what we think, what we believe, and what actions we take. And then if we think about the online space, it's this, in in this example, it's literally a loop because what actions we take by pausing to read something, look at something, click on something, like something, share something, repost something, That then feeds more data to the algorithm that then tells it what it should show us more of. So it's this, you know, loop, this continuous loop that is going on and on. Now, offline, we also have algorithms that affect us. And I've heard this described by Jessa Reed, who I follow on the Patreon, as the reality algorithm. The reality algorithm, it's really no different than an online algorithm. Overall, what you pay attention to in reality, similar to online, determines how you perceive the world. Now, if we look at the brain science aspect of this, your brain has something called the reticular activating system, 
or RAS or RAS, which is, it's a bundle of nerves in your brainstem. And that basically is the gatekeeper from your unconscious mind to your conscious mind. And if you didn't have this gatekeeper, you'd be totally overloaded trying to consciously process billions of pieces of data at any moment. And so the RAS basically filters out tons of information. So only the important stuff gets through. But what qualifies as important? Well, that basically depends on you and what you are paying attention to. There's a 1990s study that you may have heard about before or seen in a viral video online. It's called the Invisible Gorilla Experiment. The participants were watching a video of students passing basketballs, and half of the participants did not notice a person randomly appearing in a gorilla costume because they were so focused on their assignment of counting the number of passes. So for half of these people, their reticular activating systems filtered out the gorilla. Basically, it made the gorilla invisible to them. Have you ever had an experience when you were thinking about getting a a certain type of a, or a color of a car, and then you started seeing that type or color of car everywhere? It's not that suddenly everybody went out and bought those cars. That's also your RAS at work. It's filtering out the data about that car because it didn't seem important before. But then when you started considering that car or that color, then it determined, well, that's important now. So I should show, make sure that this person has that information showing up in their conscious mind. Um, Another example, you know, have you ever been in a busy place and then suddenly heard your name being called and your attention quickly shifted and you look over in that direction and you may have totally not even been paying attention before that moment, not even listening for your name, but your RAS was at work and would definitely be in a, uh, a way of, um, you know, snapping to attention when your name is being called. If you don't make a concerted effort to train your brain to focus on things that will improve your life, it will simply go along filtering things out based on whatever you focused on in the past. Because remember, think about it this way. Its job is to conserve your energy and keep your conscious mind from being completely overwhelmed. But does it really know what's truly best for you? No. No, it doesn't. Because what's truly best for you often includes things that you aren't used to focusing on, especially when you're in any kind of transition, making some kind of change in your life, going through a phase shift, or wanting to feel better or think differently about something. I work with a lot of high-functioning, super smart, successful people who are at some kind of transitional phase typically, either in midlife or around retirement. And 
they're realizing that they need to rewire their brain to allow them to move through the transition more smoothly. Because if left to its own devices, aspects such as the RAS come into play and essentially limit the opportunities and possibilities that they're able to see. And then you got your fear center in the brain that can get on board, and that raises flags for all the ways the person is moving outside their comfort zone, outside of their old normal thoughts and behaviors, and will it doesn't want them to do that. So then it's keeping them stuck in a loop and keeping them back in kind of this zone of their old life, but then they're trying to transition to a new something, and then feeling a little stuck. When I'm working with clients, what we do is we really dig into how they operate, specifically how they get triggered when they're on their wheel of fear and what actually that looks like for them, and then how the heck they can get off of that, there is a way, and move over to their wheel of freedom. We talk about fear versus freedom in fearless living, and it's a really fabulous, super supportive model. But momentum is key here. The longer you spend on that wheel of fear, the faster it spins, and the more you're going to feel negative feelings. You're going to do all sorts of sabotaging behaviors, and basically you're going to get in your own way of living your most fulfilling life. And you may not be looking around like you're feeling like you're afraid of things everywhere. And, and it doesn't really show up that way in a, most cases. But technically, when we really dig in, that is what it's about. That's actually what's going on in the brain. The sooner you can move over to your wheel of freedom, the faster that wheel spins. And the more then you stay over there and you feel fabulous and whole and For many people, I know for myself, that's some version of feeling more peace of mind. The trick is to move over there by making new choices and by pointing your attention in new ways. And that's going to retrain your reticular activating system. That's going to help you master your fears, the known and the unknown, and it's going to help you curate your online and your offline feeds such that your reality reflects you living your best life. And as we have a saying in Fearless Living, the tagline, which I absolutely love, is to live the life your soul intended. So what can you do? Well, online unfollow, unsubscribe, leave some groups, let go of some stuff that is now in your feed. Train the algorithm. You don't want to see certain things, places, people, stuff anymore. Start following people and pages that serve your soul. Make your heart happy and increase your peace of mind. And yes, pay attention to the news. I'm not saying go and become a hermit and not pay attention to what's going on in the world. But in limited doses and 
not inside your feeds. I really believe it's best to not get that information inside your feeds because your feeds will then be overloaded with it. I subscribe to one daily email from a trusted news source so I can stay current yet not become emotionally overwhelmed or influenced by the algorithms. That has served me so well. Now, offline is really no different. Do more of what lights you up. Do less of what depletes you. Acknowledge yourself for all the seemingly small little things you think, say, or do each day that make your day better or things that you do or say that help others and make their day better. Fully receive compliments people give you. Practice focusing on how amazing you are and live more from your heart than your mind. Because if you're listening to this, you're probably someone who's lived a lot of their life in their mind. Because I know I was that way and a lot of my clients are that way. So connect with your heart, connect with your intuition, connect with your soul, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, whatever concept works for you, whatever supports you. Be willing to get support to retrain your brain and shape the reality algorithm so that you are really living the life of your dreams like that you because you can design this it's it's seriously this is not different than online you can curate your feed like if you compared my Instagram feed right now to what my feed looked like a year ago or five years ago, completely different, totally different. I scroll through it occasionally now. I try not to do this too much every day, but I literally will take just a few minutes and it makes me feel like, it feels like I'm getting a big hug. (laughs) That's how I've curated my feed. It's like a big hug and it's like the voices of my mentors um, reminding me what's important, reminding me to keep moving forward, reminding me to be present, how the heck to do that little, you know, beautiful imagery. Just, I just, it makes me so happy to see it. And then that serves me really well is fabulous proactive behavior to keep me more in freedom. And then I show up to my client calls and can be more supportive and more present and help them to improve their life. So it's like this win-win all the way around. And that's specifically an online example. I'm telling you, if we look at my reality of my offline life, it's completely different too. And amazing things are showing up in my reality feed, <laughs> in my world my of, of experiences away from my online devices. I mean, really cool stuff that I am so excited about and having so much fun with and looking forward to and, and enjoying in the moment, but also some really cool things coming up. I, it's, I just... I don't know how to emphasize this anymore, but I am telling you, think of it as a reality algorithm, no different than the online algorithms. 
people talk about manifestation and all these things. It's, it's, yes, you can talk about it that way too, but I love the framing of around the algorithm. It makes a lot of sense. It, and it, it, it's very analytical and, and I it can wrap my head, brain around it really well. I hope it supports you too. If I can personally support you, please reach out. I have some spots available for some private clients and I would love to see if I would be a good fit for you. You can go to my homepage and click to schedule a time to talk with me to see if we would be a good fit. And so my website is cherisyourlife.com. So please do that. You can also send me a DM. I'm at cherisyourlife on all the socials. And my closing quote today sums this up beautifully. It's by James Redfield. Where attention goes, energy flows. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is cherishyourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.